Welcome to Kid Coach Conversations. So great that you can join us. My name's Coven, and every week I'll be bringing you different conversations I've had with kids. They're all seven to 11 years old, and the questions I ask them are specifically designed to get them talking, thinking, and feeling, developing the softer skills that they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. Did you know that 85% of the jobs that will exist in 2030 have not even been invented yet? In such a fast-paced and changing world, it would be the softer, more transferable skills that will help our kids succeed and thrive. But what do I mean by soft skills exactly? Well, it's all the non-academic stuff that kids don't tend to get that much practice in at school, and yet as adults, we're having to use all the time. You know what I mean, things like being creative, communicating well, being a critical thinker, having resilience, etc., etc., etc. Now, I found that a simple but effective way of developing this at home with kids already is through regular five to 10 minute conversations. I'll give you some examples. Let's say on communication, we could ask our kids to describe a car to an alien, which is a test of conciseness. Or on creativity, asking what are 10 things to do with a cup, which encourages them to think in divergent ways. Or how about on critical thinking, having them estimate the number of iPads in the world to help them think in a structured way or on resilience, asking them why it's good to fail sometimes and discussing the value of feedback. Now, these are just some examples, but in this podcast, Kid Coach Conversations, you'll hear me discuss all sorts of questions like this with lots of different children. And hopefully it will give you some ideas of inspiration for discussions that you can have at home with your own kids. If you want full access to all the questions and prompts that I use, then just download our app from www.kidcoach.app or just search for Kid Coach app, so you can do all this great stuff at home yourself. So without further ado, let's get started. <coughs> this week I speak to Mahika. She's eight years old and attends an independent school in Northwest London. She's really creative and loves to paint, so much so that she'll do all her homework and chores if rewarded with an hour of art. We're going to build a talking skill of interviews Interview skills are a life skill in themselves. It's important to always be genuine and natural, but a degree of preparation allows the best version of a child to shine through. In the UK, for example, some kids are interviewed for 11 plus entry to independent schools. So let's listen in on our chat. Okay, so Maika, this is an interview question that you might get asked at 11 plus or other school interviews. And the question is, very simply, what is your favourite subject? What is your favourite subject? Ooh, science. Science. Okay, very interesting. Tell me why. No, not science. Art. That was a big change. Okay. It's fine to have more than science one Science is one my day. second favourite subject. Art is my most favourite subject. All right, so tell me why. Why do you love art so much? I love art because it's very creative. I'm good at it. Plus, I also want to become an artist when I grow up as well. Hmm. Do you think you have to be good at a subject to like it? Hmm. I like it because I, I like being creative. Plus, it's very fun and relaxing. And it's very satisfying to paint. Okay, so what kind I of also, art? Is it just and painting? I, and I also like it because, um, because I'm good at it. 
and I, I don't just do painting, I do charcoal drawing, I do sketching, I do clay, um, clay things, I, 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 I carve things, uh, uh, I paint things as well, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, hey, it's great that you love it so much, sounds like you're good at it. Um, it sounds like maybe you even want to be an artist one day. Um, and there's I lots just of artists. Said that. And right, so I'm just summarizing. Hey, yeah. so, okay. in a, so, in an interview, you probably don't want to do that, right? You probably don't want to say to the interviewer, I just said that already. Because actually, you know what, what people do sometimes in a conversation, which is a very helpful thing to do, is to summarize, right? Because why, why is that helpful? Why me summarizing what you've just said? back to you. Why, why is that a helpful thing to do sometimes? Hmm. Because then you know the person was listening to you. Yes, exactly. So if I'm summarizing what you've said to me, then I'm demonstrating to you that I've listened and I've understood, right? So I haven't just listened and it's gone in one ear and out the other. I've understood and I've processed it. There's um, a hole in your ear and it's going to your face and then it goes to the other side and it goes straight through the hole on the other ear and then it drifts away in the breeze to let everyone else know well that might happen some of the time that's that's not, <laughs> that's not what happened here right because when you summarize um you know i'm listening right so it's um, so it's fine you by the way welcome to do the same right if i say something you're welcome to say well all right so what you're saying is da -da -da. That's also fine. So, art, you love art, and maybe you want to be an artist. Um, what would the world look like if there were Just no summarizing art? it again? What would the world look like if there were no artists? Plain, boring. It would because you also like for day to day things, like let's say you've got a cardboard box and it's from a shop. And like I've got a Fortnite Mason box. Oh, like that. I'll... It's blue. Sorry, Mahika, Mahika, you probably don't want to touch that because it's making lots of noise. And it's blue. So you need paint to colour that. Like bricks, you also sometimes need paint to colour bricks. You need paint to colour a computer or paint to cover your colour your headphones. You need paint, um, you need art for day-to-day -day things. Mm -hmm. like, um, like even for your recycling bins, you need green and white paint to do it. Mm -hmm. um, if there was no museums, it would be really boring because when you went into the museum, there would be nothing, just nothing. You also, it would just be colourless, like black and white, just black and white. And like inside my house, I've got different colors of walls. If I didn't have any colored walls, it was just black and gray and white, then it wouldn't be quite exciting to come into my house and have a play date. And it wouldn't be quite welcoming either. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, art allows you to have lots of different colors. Um, keeps things exciting, lets you be creative as well. Um, so, so fair enough. So listen, so art is your favorite subject, science is your second favorite. Um, 
and you're eight years old at the moment. So, I mean, how do you think your favorite subjects will change or might change as you grow up? See, you have your thinking face on. So let's try and imagine that. Let's say you're now twice your age, right? 16 years old. Oh my gosh. I know. That's hard to imagine. How cool would that be, right? You're 16 years old. And my mom wouldn't let and my mom would let me do whatever I like. <laughs> well, all sorts of things would be different when you're 16. Uh, but in terms of um, your favorite subjects, what do you think you'll be into? Well, I would I don't know. How likely is it? I think I would still doodle on my workbooks. Um, yeah, I still know I would do that. <laughs> um, I know I would still like the colour purple, but I don't know what subjects I would like. I think I would like English a bit more though. English is my third favorite subject, mm -hmm. as with maths. Maths mm -hmm. and English are my third favorite subjects. So when you have a favorite anything, do you think it's, is it a permanent thing or is, does it change it, as the years go on? It would probably be a permanent thing because, because I start, I, I used to like scribble when I was younger and now I do proper things. So you've I don't think like it art. will change. I don't think it will change. Yeah, you've always liked art. I mean, having said that, of course, the, the subjects at school themselves change, right? Um, just now you were talking to me about coding. So I, I didn't learn coding when I was at school 20, 30 years ago. But nowadays children do. Oh, um, so now I can work out how old you are. <laughs> I'm happy to tell you how old I am. No. <laughs> it's more fun trying to work it out. Yes. Um, so in another 20 or 30 years, like, you know, subjects will change again. Okay. So who knows, you might have a new favourite. I don't think so. It's very unlikely. I mean, how do you think subjects at school have changed in the past hundred years? Right. Uh, so if we just take in the past hundred years, they did not have computers. They did not have Wi-Fi. They did not have Wi-Fi networks. They did not have Wi-Fi codes. They did not have headsets. They did not have special iPads. I. They yes. didn't have two iPads. They didn't have anything. They didn't even have a Wi-Fi network. Okay. So, yeah, it's all very true. Um, but, but you know, to take it further, the question is. Now, let's assess how subjects at school have changed in the past hundred years. How have subjects at school changed, do you think, as a result of all that technology that you just talked about? Okay, so they wouldn't have, they did, they did maths. Um, they didn't have proper paper, so they basically used rocks and, um, and chalk. Um, subjects would have just maths, English, I don't think science. Um, I think just a bit of science. 
I think they would have they wouldn't have gone on school trips. Um, but yeah. They wouldn't even have schools, I think. I don't think they would have the schools that we have right now. Why do you say that? Why do you think they wouldn't have had schools? No, I think they would have had schools, but I don't think they would have schools like right now. Yeah. Look, what do you mean though by like now? What what are schools like now? Um, schools right now are like um more modern where lots of people can come. They're huge. They've got swimming pools, they've got PE centres, they've got um, um proper classrooms. Like my school was founded by Francis Mary Bus. Francis Mary Bus, um girls weren't in her time girls weren't allowed to do anything but clean and stay at home whereas boys were allowed to do everything so then she started the school so that other other girls so now our school is only girls so she wanted other girls to have a good experience so schools back then were um were just for boys and they didn't really care about girls that much. So even the schools that are for girls and boys, or just for boys, there would be they would be um girls teach women teaching and girls teaching as well. But in those times they only had boys teaching because only boys um were allowed to do jobs. Yeah, there's a lot that's changed in schools and I think you're absolutely right that the gender mix is one of them. So um, it's far more equal nowadays and, and rightly so, you know, perhaps in the past, education was seen as more a, a male thing to do. Um, and plus I, in some schools, the teachers used to be very mean and they, and in some schools, they didn't really care about the children who were, who were actually doing it. And they were just a bit mean to the children there. But nowadays we have to be kind to everyone, and um, there's no and um, race and in we don't really like care about different skin color. We just know that everyone has to learn. It doesn't matter about what gender or um, what color skin you have. Yeah, well, no, well, well put. I couldn't agree more. There's a, there's a whole other question and discussion on that topic probably, which we can get to in another time. But yeah, indeed, schools have, schools have changed quite a lot and the subjects within them have changed quite a lot. Like back to the boy-girl thing, you know, in the past, perhaps there's more of a focus on what's a traditionally a male thing, like um, woodworks and more kind of preparation for, for heavy labor type industries. And perhaps for the females, more kind of the, the softer work around like embroidery or, or knitting or something like that. Whereas of course, nowadays it's fully equal, isn't it? Um, boys and girls have exactly the same opportunity. And so it's interesting how I think how, you know, the subjects evolve along with what's acceptable in society. And, you know, every school is modern for its time, but obviously <laughs> um, schools 100 years ago look very ancient and old in their ways to, to us now. So good stuff, Micah. Let's, let's leave it there. Um, well done. So there you have it. What a great conversation that was, filled with some fantastic coaching moments. I found that regular conversations like this can make a big difference in equipping our kids with the softer skills they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. 
as you've seen, it doesn't have to take more than five or 10 minutes. And when you're doing this at home as a parent, it can be squeezed in anywhere that you have a moment during the school pickup, over dinner, at bedtime, etc. Now, I know you'll be inspired to do more of this at home with yourself, with your kids. And so I really want you to check out www.kidcoach.app or just search for Kid Coach app to get the app, which has this and hundreds more guided conversations just like it. You can get started for free and immediately start making a big difference to your child's future success and happiness. I really, really believe that these softer skills are what the next generation will need to thrive. And I'm super keen to support you parents in developing this through conversation at home. So thanks for listening. Make sure you download the Kid Coach app and subscribe to this podcast as well to get our next episode straight away. My name's Coven. You've been listening to Kid Coach Conversations, and I really hope that you have a great conversation with your child today.